Hi, I'm Jim Juno. Welcome to Light Camera Author. I This is the uh, podcast which we talk about TV and radio and uh, Hollywood and entertainment in general. And today I have with me two hosts. Uh, they are fellow podcast hosts uh, along with me. Uh, they've joined the, uh, well, it used to be called the Ink Stained Wrenches when you're in newspaper, but I guess it's like digital wrenches now uh, when you're in podcast. Fritz Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Jim. Thank you for having us. Now, Fritz and, and Louise, put my earplug back in here so I can hear you guys. Um, oh, I think I know what happened. This is, I thought I was texting Fritz and I was, te- and I sent this link to Joanne. Oh. Mystery solved. <laughs> and she, and she, like a good sister, didn't wonder why, just logged on and said, well, I'm doing what I'm told. <laughs> well, she can she can chime in if she wants to, you know. So yeah, let's have her join the Yeah, that's <laughs> you know that those those texting errors where you just text the last person that was up on your screen because you think you're talking to the person that you think in your brain that you're talking to. Because Rich wrote, give me a minute, and then Joanne texted me something else. So then she was up on my screen. And I just wrote back to her like she was still Fritz. Oh, my gosh. So well, well, I'm that's here. Okay. And I'm not Joanne. So let's do it. <laughs> and well, we Joanne just talking. Joanne just texted. Thank God. I thought I had a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is a podcast. We're going to be talking about your podcast, the Media Path podcast. And I guess I'm trying to figure out y'all. Uh, Louise, you were in radio. Yes. Uh, just like and I like I was in radio back back in the early part when they still had tubes in the in the radios. But um, but Fritz, you were you were on TV out in a in Los Angeles, I believe. Correct. I was uh, also in radio. I was a DJ for fifteen years. Oh, back okay. Then, it didn't have to be good to be on the radio. So, well, see, that's why that's the way I was when they when they said you got to be good. Then that was no place for me on radio. So, but. <laughs> But I really, I really appreciate y'all doing this. Now, what made y'all decide to start your podcast? Well, well we've been, we've been podcast. I've been podcasting since you first could, and this is actually my fifth podcast. But I, Fritz and I have been friends throughout that whole period of time, and I always would want to have been podcasting with him from Jump, but he was contractually obligated to not podcast because he was a weathercaster at NBC in Los Angeles. And you can't have your weathercaster with opinions about anything beyond storm fronts and weather systems. <laughs> Is that right? I mean, yeah, I can, I can see that you cannot, you cannot say, well, we don't like this weather or, you know, you can, you can criticize the weather, but you can't criticize anything else. Right, Fritz? Yeah, right. They, they, they just owned you. It was indentured servitude with a nice paycheck when I was a weatherman, but uh, I, you know, it, you, you weren't allowed to enter into any other media uh, enterprises while you were under contract to NBC. And then I retired and Weezy and I have been friends for 35 years and she actually produced two of my one person shows and we've been friends and understood one another's opinions about life and books and media and cultural content. And we just thought it'd be fun to do a podcast around our interests. And so when I retired, she invited me to do it. 
And I was smart enough to say yes, because she has all this experience in podcasting and knew how to run it and had a beautiful four station podcasting studio from her home in her home. And so we've been doing it for a couple of years and just having a blast. Whose idea was it first year? Was it, it was Louise's first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Louise, you said you, this is your fifth podcast. Yes. But what were the, now what were the other four that you were doing? Well, or do I you started, still do those? No, no, no. You have to, he, I've, I've learned that one podcast at a time is really like all one human can endure. So um, podcasting, as you know, is a, uh, it, it's a full-time job. And for folks who do it along with a full-time job, they have my uh, round of applause because it, it, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And we do, we do a video podcast as well. So it's like, ma- that's like making a documentary, uh, a one hour documentary once a week. Cause I add a lot of visual elements to our, our YouTube presentation of, of the show. So my first podcast was audio only. And that was with my comedian friend, Laura Swisher. And we called that Wheezy and the Swish. And that was, we were like one of seven people that had a podcast back then. It was like, as soon as you, you know, I waited in line at the mall to get my, my iPhone <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I, I'm one of those people. And cause I wanted to see what the app store, I was like really intrigued by this whole third party kind of like inclusion where folks were going to be able to be inventive and create things and put them in the app store and, podcasting you know i come from radio my my career was largely in syndicated radio so i've always been in radio in in my entire adult career so for me like once you could create your own show and disseminate it yourself i was all in so i i was doing stand-up comedy at the time and i had just heard about podcasting and i went to do an open mic and i'm standing out there talking with uh my friend laura she's actually the first person i said this to i said have you heard of podcasting? And she said, yes. Do you want to do one? And we were, we both looked at each other and we said, do you know how? And of course the answer was no, but I know a guy. So that's, that's the secret <laughs> to anything. Cause Laura at that time worked on a channel, a cable channel called tech TV. So she knew a lot of guys that were way ahead of the curve on, on this stuff. So she just asked a friend of hers to help us out. And we were often, we were often running. Chris, when she, when she, Louise brought the idea to you to do a podcast, did you know what a podcast was? Yes. I didn't know how to operate one. I had not gone through any driver training. She (laughs) she nursed me through it. And uh, we, uh, I I learned it. Uh, I, I knew they were just, I was just becoming aware of um, the new uh, podcasting universe, as Weezy said, which is the new radio. And uh, I just thought it was great. I love the intimate aspect of it. I was a broadcaster for 50 years. And it was it's sort of a non-broadcasting, more intimate environment where you can say really what you feel. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's really uh, inviting people to come in and... Uh, and just sort of sharing your secret conversation. And um, I just love that. And I'm I'm learning and enjoying it a lot. You've had you you being out in Los Angeles, you have an advantage which which I don't have, um, since I'm in Richmond, Virginia. But Los Angeles is the hot the hotbed for a lot of celebrity guests. Is it any easier getting them 
Or do you do them in person or do you do them on like like we're doing now on Zoom? It's no easier for us to get them to come over than it is for you to get them to come over. They mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. learned learned how to Zoom over the pandemic. And so they would much rather Zoom even if you know, you know, you find out later, like, do you know, he lives across the street. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it can it can it can feel like a little wounding. But we've all gotten so good at Zooming that I don't feel like you're at much of a disadvantage. So, um, yes, next week we've got three people coming in. I, I would say, like, what do you think, Fritz? Like one out of five, they, they'll they'll come in? Yeah, they're you know, we're still loosening up after the pandemic. And people are used to doing Zoom. If they're close enough and they realize at our urging, it's really a lot more fun when we have them in the studio. When you can look in their eyes and you can have uh, you can improvise nice moments and get laughs and people respond to what you're saying. It really is a lot more fun. But again, as Weezy said, people are so used to Zoom now and it's so much more convenient. You don't have to drive anywhere. And uh, but we'll take it. You know, we, uh, as we're used to doing it on Zoom, people are used to watching it and not be put off by the presentation. So we're just happy to have them. See, that's what I was wondering when you were when you. When you first did your podcast, now you do all not you say you did a video podcast also. Yes. Correct? Yes. So do you worry about things like I mean, you got a great background in yours, Louise, and and Fritz, yours is good too. So how do you have to put in a lot more thought when you're creating your background now, or do you just well, blur it out? This is where we are when we're on somebody else's show. Fritz is in his home, I'm in my home. So I'm in front of my computer. And this is the background that you'll see in, in my office if you were to come over. In the studio, we have a custom background that was created by my sister, Joanne, who uh, accidentally attempted to join this conversation after I <laughs> sent her the link, thinking she was Fritz, back to full circle with Joanne. She created a, what's a, a really cool background. It's like a Jackson Pollock, a like splashing of color that gives kind of like a like a depth of field without there being any depth of field because on the other side of the room is our tech desk and so we've got a tech guy and he's running a pro tool session and then he's running a video session and he's wow. popping on the screen visuals you know when he can with links that I provided that complement the conversation and then in post production which I do in Final Cut Pro I add a lot of images that I can find on the internet that help illustrate what we're talking about and just give people something fun to look at you, using the Ken Burns effect, which is oh, yeah, uh, yeah. so much fun in Final Cut Pro 10. <laughs> the old scan and pan as, as sure, Ken Burns sure. used it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we use a documentary filmmaker and does a great job. It re- adds great value to our podcast. She does a great job making it visually awesome on YouTube. So, but doesn't that, how long does that take for, like, say, I mean, of course you don't do it live. Right. Uh, the podcast. So, um, and very few, and people out there, very few podcasts are live. Right. Because we get people like to think they're live, but they're not. Um, how long does it take you to, to actually go from start to finish? I, I, I would say it takes off the full week. We're preparing for tonight. Yeah you know, are equally prepared. We like to really prepare for our guests. So if the guest has written a book, we read the book. If there's movies, we watch the movies. If there's, you know, music or something, we, you know, make sure that we're uh, prepared and that we're well-versed in whatever it is they came to promote. 
Uh, sometimes it's, you know, fellow podcasts. And so, uh, you know, we're just big fans of, of everything. And so uh, we, I spent like for me, you know, Fritz can tell you his schedule, but I, I spend the weekend preparing, I create a rundown and then um, Monday we have a pre-show meeting. We over zoom, we go over every, all the details of what, you know, how it's going to flow. And Tuesday we record the show and, by Tuesday night, I'm pulling images off the internet and kind of like organizing my files to get ready for the edit. I spend all day Wednesday editing. I'd say it's like that could be like a a 16 hour day. And then I post before I go to sleep at night, I post uh, appointment post, in other words. So it's going to post at like six mm-hmm. to seven a.m. in the morning. And then wow. when I wake up on Thursday morning, I start doing all the social media posting and, you know, creating TikTok videos and that. It, and then on Friday, I send out a newsletter using MailChimp. That's a, like a fun kind of funny newsletter. Hopefully that's fun to open. People get too much email, I know. <laughs> but it gives links to all the stuff that Fritz and I are recommending. And it's just compliment. It's a nice compliment to our audio, our audio and visual podcast. And then by Saturday, I'm preparing again for the next one that's that's my week and fritz can tell you you know how he goes oh, i don't it. do i she's the she does all the labor intensive part of it god bless her she works hard at it and <laughs> writes a great very funny creative newsletter and does all the editing and i just have to show up and not embarrass anybody try not to so far he has not embarrassed anybody he's got a streak going do you, uh, who do you, who's been your biggest guest so far? Because I know you've had Henry Winkler on. Uh, you've had uh, Adam, was it Adam Schiff? Is that who, mm-hmm. you know? Twice. We've had both of those gentlemen on twice. Okay. Who's, so, I mean, I, who is coming up on your show? Fritz, oh, tell them about that. Tuesday. Fritz I am about- so stoked about this Tuesday. I happen to be a big fan of blues music and rhythm and blues music. And there's a do a new documentary about the drop called Born in Chicago, which gives the history of uh, blues music in Chicago, which was the seminal, uh, it was, it's really the origin story of blues music being appreciated by white youth started in Chicago. Mm. And it's narrated by Dan Aykroyd. It's got great video of the Paul Butterfield blues band, all the great blues greats, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, Buddy Guy, all these wonderful old blues players. And if you're a fan of music, you're going to love it. These guys are going to come to our, I think it's the director and the producer and one other person who will be part of the conversation. They're coming to the studio and we love that because there's always a great energy. And so uh, this movie hasn't dropped yet, I don't think. Am I right, Wheezy? And so I think we're going to be announcing it to our listeners, which will be great. Yeah, it's um the the slug line is white teenage musicians of Chicago travel to the city's south side music clubs to learn the blues. And the director Bob Sarles and John Anderson are, are coming in with I, I believe Jimmy Vivino, who was Conan O'Brien's uh musical director. Oh really? Okay. So we may have to put out some snacks, Jim. Um <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, I, I'm gonna look for when is that gonna be on the air, or when can well, I? That'll when drop I on see? Thursday. All of our all of our shows drop first thing Thursday morning. Okay, so so it's uh, people can actually get into the rhythm. That it's Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna six a.m. It's at six a.m. Or let's 7 put it at seven a.m. I'm not sure. I think I set the YouTube to, to. I don't know exactly what time the the audio 
because they uh, the the hosting site that we use is in a different time zone and and Dina our producer has just taught me that I should put tomorrow at 2 p.m. and that will be seven o'clock in the morning Los Angeles time so let's just say 7 a.m. on Thursdays the show's over okay so that's 7 a.m. Pacific time mm-hmm. yeah oh yes I'm sorry yeah for you Pacific guys it'll time. be 10 a.m. Maybe I should do it earlier so that the East Coast can have it for their drive that's a good thought. Just, yeah. you know, I'll send you an invoice. You know, uh, in <laughs> Do you know a weatherman in Richmond by the name of John Hickey? Um, I don't, he's John not Hickey. a current. He he's was not on a current. the Next Star TV station, whichever that is. Um, currently? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's been fired since last week or the week before. <laughs> he is he your intern, as, Fritz? Is that where I know him? He's my intern. He started yeah, I know. Really? And, uh, He's worked all over the United States, and he's a sweetheart. He's like my—he's like a son of mine. Yeah, he—he—he he, he works there. I—I I don't know the call letters of the station. I have one of my interns that used to be at where I, where I'm working at now, Virginia Union University. Uh, he's now a producer for C-SPAN, and he was critiquing my my show, my podcast, and I just well let it let it fall. Ear ear plug. He said, uh, what happened to my mentor who always insisted on wearing a tie? And I, That's the good thing about a podcast. I'm in I my pajamas right now. Nobody knows. <laughs> I said, you don't have to worry about that on a podcast. You know, he goes, but that's, you know, so I said, but, you know, I mean, he, but I can see his point. I mean, that's the way I taught him. I was really strict back when I was younger. You know, we've come a long way in terms of what what we wear and what is acceptable. And I think a lot of it has to do with the um, evolution of fabrics, because last week or the week before we (laughs) we did, we did a podcast about uh, a guy that wrote a book about how Tom Thomas Edison, Henry Ford and John Burroughs would go camping together in like 1918. And in all the photographs, Jim, they are wearing ties. Ties and three pieces in a suit. They're camping. <laughs> there was wool. nothing, no breathable fabrics. I, I, I and they're all heavy wool suits too, you know. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> that's that's when you know you've got a lot of money when you can go camping in a three piece suit, you know. So. <laughs> and have a guy carry your trunk to your yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Who needs a wheelie suitcase when you have a man butler? I know it. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that I've seen those pictures and I'm like, yeah, they're really roughing it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but I tell you what now, so next Thursday at, at 7am Eastern uh, Pacific time, rather mm-hmm. is when the new one comes out. That's what the blues, that's what the, the blues brother, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. yeah I might, he I narrates might... it. It's called born in Chicago. It's a documentary. And mm-hmm. one of the fun parts about this, film is to give it a little uh pre uh promotion is that they have this great old video of i don't know somebody took it with like a super eight of these old guys playing in the middle of the street on market street in south chicago it's really fun it's fun thing well that'd be great Uh, that's fantastic what other what other shows are coming up that you can tell me about we have uh we have uh uh, the beaver's the beaver coming. is coming on. Beaver's in coming on. Yeah. Oh, the beaver. Uh, yep. Yes. And we have who else? We I can't think right off the top of my head. 
She only uh-huh. thinks one show at a time because she has so much to do. She doesn't clog her brain with what's coming up in the future. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know that I have all that on the on the schedule. But uh, we we've done a hundred and forty one shows, so we can certainly tell you about you know shows that we've already done mm-hmm. without a problem. We've had everybody on. We've had former um, music stars. Gary Puckett of Gary Puckett and the Union Gap was interesting, and we had Felix Cavalieri the uh, keyboardist for the Rascals, which was one of my favorite bands growing up. We had, there was another documentary released recently about the band Blood, Sweat and Tears, who did a, actually it was the first American rock band tour behind the Iron Curtain. And we uh, had a few of those guys, including uh, uh, the uh, drummer from the band in the studio to talk about that. That was a lot of fun. We've had, you know, former actors, child actors. Uh, we had Marion Ross from Happy Days. Hey, so did I. Yeah, did you? Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. We've had a anyway. lot of Wal- we've had a lot of Waltons. We've had um, some Bradys. We <laughs> had we've had uh, Eddie M- Butch Patrick, uh, Eddie Eddie Munster. We've had Marty Croft. And so there's like sometimes you hear overlapping stories like, you know, he was Butch Patrick was on Lidsville and Marty Marty Croft created Lidsville. We've had we've had a lot of comedians and a lot of musicians and we both love uh, both of those areas. And we have a lot of comedian friends. So it's those are fun conversations. This week we had uh, Ken Levine, who was like probably the top sitcom writer. Uh, you know, of his era, he wrote for all all of the biggest shows, Cheers, Frasier, MASH, and, and beyond. So he's got loads of stories, and he's just a, a really accomplished guy. a lot of fun. Oh, and fantastic. We've had, That's incredible. We've had Richard Klein from Three's Company, who directed Fritz's plays. So he's a, he's a friend of ours. And he played Larry, Larry. on Three's Company, yeah. <laughs> We we had a really interesting show with Paul Dooley, who was like the dad in a lot of a lot of movies that that folks love, like Sixteen Candles and and Breaking, breaking Away. He said was his like his breakout performance that made him an icon. People, yeah. Still- and and the the big irony there was like a, while he was playing all these dads in in everyone's favorite movies, his his own wife had skipped town with his kids, and he had he had lost his kids. Oh yeah. my gosh. They were gone. He, they they've since reconnected with him, but during that time period, that was that was his big heartbreak. Oh my. Well crazy. Well, it sounds like your your podcast is going great guns, and I can wish you all the continued success. Thank you. And the host the meet the podcast is called Media Path Podcast, and the hosts are Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker. And Again, I want to thank y'all for being on Light to Camera Author tonight.